Today's Shir in Yerushalmi Sanhedrin is dedicated to the memory of Pesach Gershon ben Yisrael Fish Oliver Sholem and for a refuah shalema for Yosef Yisrael ben Zelda Besoch Shar Choli Yisrael. We are beginning in the Ozvahadar edition on Daf Yud Zayin Amid Aleph, eight lines down with the beginning of the Gemara. In the Vilna edition, it is on Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis. Begins the Gemara to explain our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, that a Melech in Yisrael, a king, is not allowed to have many wives, more than 18. What is this based on? Ravkanam, Ravkana says, Al shame, this is based on the Pasuk in the Navi, which says, Hashishi, the sixth son of David, was Yisrael, we had this Pasuk before, Egla refers to Michal, and David Melech had six wives in Hebron, and from then he had six sons. And the sixth one was Yisraim, which was Egla, another name for Michal. Umak Sivtamon. What does it say further as the Korbanate explains when God Hanavi chastised David Melech for taking Basheva from Uriachiti? So God told David. The imat, if six wives is not enough for you, then Hashem says, I would allow you, I would add to you like this and like this. Explains the Korbanaida, the same six that you had to begin with, I would add another six and another six, which equals 12, and 12 and your original six would equal 18. So based on this pasuk, we see that a melech is only allowed to have up to 18 and not more than 18. Continues the Gemara with the next part of the Mishnah, He's not allowed to have too many horses, only what he needs for his chariots for war. What is this based on? Al shame. It's based on the following pasuk. Vayekar David is called a David captured many horses in battle, but he hamstrung all the horses except for what he needed for his chariots for war, and that was a hundred chariots with four horses on each chariot, which equals a total of four hundred horses, and more than that he did not use. In other words, Melech is not allowed to have many horses for grandeur. Continues the Gemara with the next part of the Mishnah. He's only allowed to have enough money to pay for his soldiers for payment for going into battle. Says Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Omar, Ubavad, Avsanya, Shoshana Zubavad. He's not allowed to amass a lot of money to pay for the wages for another year. He's only allowed to have enough money to pay for the wages for this year. Continues the Gemara, and the Gemara is going to go into the Indian now that Shloima was over on all three of the Isurim, which are mentioned in our Mishnah, that a Melech is not allowed to do. He was over on Layar Nashim. He was over on Layar Susim. And he was over on Layar Kesavizov. So first, the Gemara is going to go into the Indian of Layar Nashim. And as the Korbanate explains here in Divriya Maschal, Omar Shloima says the Korbanate, uh, four lines of the small lines, 
This is going on the Pasuk in Kehelas, Perig Beis, Pasuk Beis, that Shlomo Melech said, to laughter I said it is foolish. That is the simple pshat in the Pasuk. However, Chazal are learning in our Gemara that the word mehulo, we know a hay and a ches are interchangeable, so we're going to learn it, the Lishoko Marti mehulo, explains the Korban Eida that when the Midas Haddin punishes a person, there is an union of laughter on behalf of the Midas Haddin. And Shlaim HaMelech is saying that I received punishment because I rationalized and I was over on these three Isurim. I desecrated them, Mechulol. So Memele Marti. I said that that was the laughter of the Midas Adin when it punished me, as we're going to see, that the Malchus was taken away from Shloima HaMelech. So let us go to the Gemara now. On this Pasuk of L'schoik HaMarti Mechulol, Amar Shloima, Shloisha Dvorm Shasachakoalehen Midas Adin Chilaltem. The three Averois of Layarbaloi Noshim, Layarbaloi Susim, Layarbaloi Kesavazov, that I was mechalo, that I desecrated, on that, sochako alei and midasadin, the midasadin, when it punished me, was laughing. And continues the Gemara, loyar beloi nashim, the first aver that Shlomo Melch did was, he was mar ben nashim, he had 700 wives and 300 palakshim, uksev amel Shlomo, ohav nashim nachrias. Now the Gemara here is going into a prat, of we know that Shlomo Melch rationalized and he said, I can, Ani Arba, the whole issue is Loyasr that the women will take his heart away from the Derech Hashem. And he thought to himself that my Chachm is so great that it will not affect me. And he was wrong. They did affect him. So the Gemara here says that a Prat in was that we find the Pasuk says that he loved women who were Goyim. And now we're going to have four explanations in the Gemara of what it means, what exactly was Shloima over, what was he transgressing. First is Rav Shimon ben Yechoyama. Rav Shimon ben Yechoy says, of mamish liznus. As the Korban Eide explains, that he took these women, Nachrias, Goyim, and he lived with them for Znus. He wasn't Megayer them. He didn't marry them. He, they were Goyim that he lived with. Now, although there was no Isramid Arisa to live with a Goy, however, the Rabbonon later instituted that there is an Isr to live with a Goy. So Shloim Amel could have rationalized, I'm not doing anything wrong. But in fact, it was a Chil Hashem, and perhaps the Chil Hashem was that when he took a Goy, he should have been careful in what Chazal are going to enact, not to live with a Goy. So the Shloiman, his Madrega, was wrong to him, even though Midaraisa, there was no Isser, there was a Chil Hashem that he lived with Goyim. That's Rav Shem opinion. Hananiah ben Achir Rabbi Yeshua, Hananiah the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua Oimer says, Al Shem loises chatenbob, that he was over on the Yisra not to marry. That's the opinion of Hananiah, 
is that he did marry them. Now, although the Korban Hader says, in Divri Amasa al-Shem loises chatenbam, even though he did marry them, not like Rav Shimon said, that he didn't marry them, but Nachrias hein she'ena kedushin taifsimen. They're called Nachrias because kedushin are not taifas, but yet, it seems from the Korban although kedushin are not, not taifas, if, if the uh, Melech or even a commoner goes through the Indian of marriage with a goita, so then he is over on Loises Chattenbaum. So this is the second Avera according to Hananya, the nephew of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Shimon Yechai said he lived with them business. He didn't marry them. Hananya says he married them, but he was over on Loises Chattenbaum. Now comes Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi, I remember, he had Kavanah L'Shem Shemayim. He was Megayer them. And his purpose was to bring close even the Goyim should come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he wanted to be Makar of them to Divri Torah. And to bring them close under the wings of the Shechina. That was his Kavana. According to Rabbi Yossi, that they became Giyoris, but there is a Machloikis in the Gemur and Yuvamist of Ein Vavam and Aleph, whether Geiris takes away Loises Chatan or not. Argamor apparently, Rabbi Yaisi is going, that Geirus takes away Lysus Chatten. So that's why Rabbi Yaisi is saying that he was Makar of them to bring them under the Torah, and he was Megayer them, and um, the Av is not an Avera that Shloim HaMelech did. The fourth Shita says, Rabbi Yaisi Reimer, Al Shem, Rabbi Lezer holds there is an Avera here of Lysus Chatten, and there's another thing that Shalom Ramelech did draw. Gam oisa yechtiu hanashman nechrois, that the uh, women who came, who were goyim, they caused him also to sin. And now the Korban Eida has a girsa in Argamor, which we do not have. Divriya Maskal, Rabbi Lezer Reimer, gam oisa yechtiu hanashman nechrois, malamit, shahoyu boilon kishain nidois, if they would have become Giyoyeris, they would have let Shloyman know when they became a Nida. But since they were Goyim and they were not uh, Giyoyeris, so they did not tell Shloyman when they became a Nida, and he lived with them when they became a Nida. Now, though Midaraisa, there is no Isser for a Goy when she becomes a Nida, only to a Yisraelist, but Midrabanon, she is a Nida, even if she is a Gentile woman. And this is what Shlomo Melech transgressed, besides Loises Chaten, he also transgressed living with a, a Nashim Nachrius who were Nidos, which is something that the Rabbanon would later enact, but Shlomo should have been on that madrega that he should not have done that even before the takana of the rabban. So now the Gemara says, Ishtachach Tamer. It comes out from our whole discussion that we are saying the following that we have a machloikis here three against one. That Rab Shimon ben Yechoi, Vechanan they hold one sheet that he did something wrong and he was over either living business with the Nachria or Loises Chatten, or Loises Chatten plus living with a Goethe who was a Nida. 
That's what these three sheets hold for Rabbi Yaisi Pollock, Atlas, Seyon, and Rabbi Yaisi argues on all three because Rabbi Yaisi said he was Megar of them and he had Kavana Lashem Shemayim and he did not do these Isurim which the first three sheets hold. Continues the Gemara to tell us about the second Aveira that Shlomo Melech did concerning Lo Susim. So the Postic says Lo Susim, and the reason that the Torah gives is because the king will bring the nation perhaps back to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was the center of the world which had horses and supplied it to the entire world. Hashem did not want Klai Yisrael to go back to Mitzrayim, and therefore the king was not supposed to have many horses. What was Shlomo Melech's rationalization to have many horses? Because he thought that he would be able to get another source from another nation for the horses, uh, which he never did, and therefore he transgressed this Avera. So it says in the Torah, we see that Shlomo didn't keep this he had 40,000 stables of horses, Limerkovi for his chariots, and he had 12,000 cavalry soldiers. And the Gemara states, these horses didn't do anything. They were not engaged in war. And therefore, it comes out that they were only for the splendor of the king. And this is what the Torah has forbidden. Now, the Mephorshim asks that it's difficult to say this because the Pasuk says he had 40,000 stables of horses, Limer Kavoy, for his chariots, which seems to be for war. Answers the Pnei Moshe in Divri Amasil Batlanam Hayu, which is approximately right in the middle of the Divri of the Pnei Moshe on the left hand column. Batlanam Hayu Shaloi Hayu Melchama Biyam David Amelech had many wars. Shaloi Melech had no wars. Bekai Gavna Aser. Even though we would think that he should have horses as a defensive measure if he gets attacked. But apparently, if, if he was not engaged in war, the Pnei Marsha says that it's awesome. So even though his intention was Lemer Kavoy, but for his chariots, and we saw before David Melech had 100 chariots for war and four horses on each one, he had 400 horses. But Shalem Melech was never engaged in battle, and therefore it was considered Batlanim Hayu. It was only for his splendor, and then he was over on the Isra of perhaps bringing them back to Mitzrayim. This was the second Avera that Shlomo Melech committed. Says the Gemara now, The Hejid is allowed to have many wives, he's allowed to have many horses, he's allowed to have much gold and silver. However, the Goinim, we find Rabbeinu Gershim, there's a Chem to Rabbeinu Gershim for a person, for a regular Hejid to take more than one wife. But Minatayrim, Ikradin, he is allowed to have many wives, many horses, and much gold and silver. The Pasuk says, the Kesev Vizov Now we come to the third Avera that Shlomo Melch did. He had a lot of gold and silver. He had so much silver that he put the silver that he amassed in Yerushalayim like stones. The Mephorshim explained it doesn't mean that they actually had the value of Avonim. They had the value of other metals. But silver was no longer a precious metal. 
it was just worth like a regular metal, and Shlomo Amal treated it like stones. Asked the Gemara, if they, it was silver, it had some value. So what does it mean? He made it like stones. Wouldn't there be a danger that people would steal it? They were stones. The silver was so tall that it was 10 amasai, it was 8 amasai. In other words, if somebody wanted to steal such a large amount of silver, it would be very public and he would not be able to get away with it. And that's why Shalom HaMelech did it. He was not worried that they would be stolen. Tani Reb Shimon Yechai, Reb Shimon Yechai learned, Afilu Mishchailis, even the weights, Shehoyu B'mei Shalom, that were in the days of Shalom, Eloyo Yishol Kesev, they were not made out of silver, Elishol Zov, only made out of gold. Umatam, and what's the reason for this? Where do we find a Pasuk that indicates this? Ein Kesev, next to B'mei Shalom, because in the days of Shalom, silver was not a precious commodity, and uh, therefore the people who weighed things did it with gold, even though by weights the substance that constitutes the weights gets rubbed out, but still they used the gold. Ksiv, the Pasuk says, We had this Pasuk before, when we said that Shloim HaMel said, I desecrated three Averis, and the Midasadin was happy when it was giving me a punishment. Now the Gemara, according to the Korbaneda, is going on the last part of that Pasuk in Kahelis. The Pasuk says, What does Simcha do? So, Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Rabbi Shalom said, What is this crown on your head? Raid Mikisi, go down from my chair for my throat, says the Korban Eida, in Divri HaMasel Ksiv Uluschoiko Marti Moholo, Ulusimcha Maza Oisa. So Darshin B'Samach, we learned earlier in the Gemara, Reisha, the Korban, the beginning of the Pasuk, Shalosh Dvarim Shesacha Ka'alei Medesadin, Chilalta. I desecrated three things that the Medesadin laughed over when it punished me. Now we are dashing the end of that Pasuk in Kehelas. The Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem said to Shleima, Since you desecrated my words, What is the Simcha that the crown of the Malchus is on your head? A crown is called Simcha. Because the Pasuk in Shira Shirim, Paragimel Pasuk Yedal states, the crown that his mother crowned him with, in the day of the happiness of his heart. So we see that Simcha is associated with Atara, and that's why our Gemara Darshan is over here, that the Rabbani Shalom said to Shalom HaMelech, Ma Atara Zubaraishcha. It says, Simcha equals Atara. Hashem was saying to Shalom HaMelech, if you were Mechalel, like it says in the beginning of the Pasuk, Ulishchaik Amarti Mahulol, that I was mechalel, that which the minister didn't was happy over, that it punished me, the three Averis. So Hashem says, what are you besimcha? What are you wearing my atara? Raid me kise. And the carbonator uh, says, this is based on the pasuk. So we see that the throne that Shloim Melech sat on was 
the throne of Hashem. It's called Kisi Hashem, and that's why uh, Hashem said to Shloima, raid me Kisi, go down from my throne. Before we continue in the Gemara, we should point out that when we learned before, Vahedjit Mutter Bikulon, the Korbanate explains what's the source of this. It's the king to him, but to a hedge to any other person, it is mutter. Let us continue now with the Gemara and the story of Shlaima losing his malchus and being punished for being over under three of errors. Rabbi Yaisi ben Chanina, Rabbi Yaisi ben Chanina says, at that time when Hashem said, raid Mikisi, go down from my throne, Yorad Malach, a Malach came down, and actually the Gemorrah and Gittin of Samach Chesam at Beis in the Bavli says that this Malach was the demon Ashmedai. V'nidmek Mushloima, he looked as if he was Shloima. So he took the real Shloima, he lifted it up, he stood him up from his throne. The Yashav Tachtav and Ashmedai, looking like Shloima, sat instead of the real Shloima. And Shloima Melech was going around to the shuls and to the Batim Madrash, and he was saying, I am Koyalas. I was the king, Shloima, in Yisrael, in Yerushalayim. The Havim Mornle and Klal Yisrael responded to him, Malka Yosef al-Basilo in the day. What are you talking about? The, the king is sitting, there he is, and actually it was Ashmedoi. He's sitting on his throne. The Tamar, and you say, Ani Kehelas, I am Kehelas, I was the king. They would hit him with a reed. And they would bring him a plate of groats, which was the food that they used to give to paupers. And they probably thought this Meshuggener, this crazy man, saying that he's Shloima when Shloima is on the throne. Uh, so he's an unfortunate person, and they would feed him groats, which was the food they fed paupers. But Shah at that time, Omar Shloima Melech said, This is my lot, this is what I have left from my Malchus. So what was he pointing to? What was he referring to? Istamar and Chutra. Some say that it was his staff. The Istamar and Kanya. Others have the gears to hear Gundoy, that this was his cloak. Istamar and Kushri's Tay. This was his belt. Who was the prosecutor against Shlaim Amalek and Shemayim? Amr Rabbi Shubin Levi, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, Yud Shabi Yarba Kitrigai, that it was the Yud in Lo Yarba that was Makatrik against Shloyma HaMelech. Why was it the Yud? So we forced him to explain because the Torah says, Lo Yarba. What did Shloyma HaMelech say? Ani Yarba. I will have a lot of horses and a lot of women and a lot of gold and silver, and I will be able to do everything right. And therefore, it was the Aleph of Arba which replaced the Yud of Yarba. So that's why the Yud came and was Makatrik Shleim HaMelech. Tani Rabshim Ben Yuchai, Rabshim Ben Yuchai learned, Allah Sefer Mishnah Torah. 
the Mishnah Torah Dvorim, or others learned it was the second Sefer Torah that a king is because of Lloyd, that he has to write a special Sefer Torah, as we learned in the Mishnah that that Sefer Torah went with him wherever he went. So the Mishnah Torah came and prostrated itself. It bowed down in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the, uh, say, the Mishnah Torah was said in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Reboyna Oilam, master of the world. You wrote in your Torah, every will, if part of it becomes null and void, then the whole daitiki becomes null and void. In other words, uh, if something, one letter is missing from the Torah, then the whole Torah is not correct. Shlaim Amalek wants to take away that Yud of Loyar, turn to Daf Yud Zayin Amad Beis. Amalekarish Barchu, Hashem said to the Yud of Loyar, Shlaim the El of Kiyotzeboy. Let there come Shlaim and a thousand like him, Betalim. They're all going to be null and void. Vidavar Mimcha ain't a bottle, and something, a letter even of the Torah will not become bottle. Rafunda Bishem Rabacha. Now that we're speaking about Yud, we're going to refer to another Yud, the Yud of Sarai. What happened to that Yud? So Rav Huna B'Shem says, Yud, Shenat L'Kadosh Baruch Hu Meimenu Sara, the Yud that was taken from Sarai, that was her original name, it was taken from Sarai Meinu, Nitin Chetzel Sara, Vechetzel Avram. So Sarai became Sara, and Avram became Avraham. So five of the ten was given back to Sora, and five of the ten was given to Avram to become Avraham. Tani Rav Hoshia, Rav Hoshia learned, all a Yud, the Yud came, and bowed down in front of a Kaddish Baruch, we Amar, Reboi Noelamim, Master of the World, Akartani Minat Sadeka Zazais, you are removing me from this Sadeka Sorai. In other words, before Shem explained that Rav Hoshi is arguing on the Pshat before from Rav Acha, that the Yud eventually did not wind up five by Avram, five by Sora, because the Yud complained, I was part of Soros, I was Sorai, and Sora is bigger than Avram and Nevoah, so I'm like demoted if I'm going five to Avram. Amalaya Kodesh Baruch so Hashem said to the Yud, Selecha, go out, because I really did not demote you. I raised you up. Lisha of our in the past, you were part of a Nekeva's name. You were at the end of the Teva. You were at the end of the word of Sarai. This Yud, Chayecha, I swear by your life, Shani Noistcha B'Shem Zacher, I'm going to put you in the name of a Zacher, Uberosh Teva, I'm going to put you in at the beginning of the word, Hador Dechsev, which Zacher are we speaking about? Where is the Yud put at the beginning of the word? Dechsev, it says in the Apostle, Vayikra Moshe Lo Hoshea Benun, Yehoshua, Moshe called Hoshea Benun Yehoshua, this was the Yud of Sarai, that it went to a Zacher, and as Hashem did not take the argument that she was demoted because Sora is bigger than Avram, but rather Hashem said, you the Yud are going to go to a Zohar at the beginning of the name, and the name will now be, instead of Hashem, it will be Yehoshua. I heard from my Chavrusa, Rav Moshe Rottenberg, in the name of the Chassam Seifer, 
Now, why was he called Yeshua Bin Nun and not Ben Nun? Because Enoch, and then we've explained the Yud of Yehoshua that came from the Yud of Sarai. But how do we explain the Shva? Under the Yud, there are two dots, which is the Shva, Yehoshua. And the answer is because Hashem took those two dots from Ben Nun, which is a Segol, and put it to the Yud of Yeshua Shra, took two dots away from Ben and put it to the Shra of Yeshua, and now we're left with one dot, a Chirik, Yehoshua, or Yehoshua Bin Nun. Continues the Gemara to explain the next part of the mission of Ekaisif, Sefer Tarlishmai, the king, the Melch Yisrael, writes a Sefer Torah just for himself, as we explained in the Mishnah, besides the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, which every Jew has to do, the last mitzvah of the Taryag, but he writes a special Sefer Torah for himself, which goes with him wherever he goes. Says the Gemara, Shalom he should not adorn himself, not with his father, Sefer Torah, and not with his teachers, not with his Rebbe, Sefer Torah. He has to have his own Sefer Torah. If he gets Birusha, a Torah from his father, that does not count. He has to write one for himself. So when they come to correct the Sefer Torah to make sure it's accurate, which Sefer Torah do they use to make sure it's accurate? Me Sefer from the Sefer of the Azara, that was in the Azara in the Beis HaMikdash. They had a special, very accurate Sefer Torah without any mistakes, and therefore they would check the Sefer Torah of the Melech against that perfect Sefer Torah. And who did it? It was done according to the Bezdin of 71. They would make sure that the King Sefer Torah was as perfect as the Sefer Torah in the Azara. The king would go out to battle the and the Sefer Torah that he wrote for himself was with him, Shinemar. That Sefer Torah should be with him, and he should read in that Sefer Torah his entire life. Now the Gemara makes the Chal V'chaymer. V'arei Dvorim Chal V'chaymer. Uma im Melech Yisroel. If by a king who was busy with all the matters of the community, all the matters of Kal Yisrael, and yet the Torah said he should read it all his life, meaning he should learn Torah, he has a chiv of Talmud Torah, as busy as he is. So a regular person who's not as busy as the Melech Yisrael, he certainly, it is incumbent upon him to learn Torah as much as he possibly can. Similarly, it says in Yeshua, you should delve into the Torah day and night. Again, if by Yeshua was busy with the matters of the Tzibur, Day and night, it still says he has to find time to learn Torah. So a hedget like Hoshchein, so a plain person who's not as busy as Yeshua, he certainly has an obligation of Yigisa by Yom Says the Gemara, Melech Yisrael, a Jewish king, ain't Reichman al-Susa, you cannot ride his horse. 
you cannot sit on his throne. And you cannot use not his crown, his scepter, or any one of the things that serve the king that he uses. And when the Melech Yisrael dies, Kula Nisraf, all these items that the king used, are burnt. Says the Korban Eidah, in Divriya Masl, Kula Nisraf, in the front of left-hand column, approximately 15 lines down, Mipnei Kvoidoi, this is a covet for the king that all his uh, items that he used in, during his lifetime are burnt. Loimar, what does this burning indicate? She'ein acher k'day l'ishtamish b'hem, u'lekach n'srafim. That no one else in Klai Yisrael is worthy to use that which the king used, and therefore they are burnt. U'kishemeis kula n'srafim l'fanam. Shenemar, where do we learn this from? Because Yirmiya said to Tzitkiah HaMelech, who was the last king of Yehuda, and who Bavel was attacking during his lifetime, Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. So uh, Yermia told Sitkia, don't worry that you will be killed by the Anshe Bavel, by the army of Bavel. No, you will die peacefully. And like the burnings of your forefathers, all their things were burnt, as we just learned. Yisrifullah. In your honor, they will do the same with the items that you use, that they will be burnt, as the uh, carbonator said, that's a covet for you. And now the Mishnah said, A plain person is not allowed to see the king naked. Not when he takes a haircut. The based Americans are not in the bathhouse. And what is the reason for this? Al shame, because the Pasuk says, Your eyes should see the king in his beauty, in his splendor. In other words, you should see him in an honorable way. So the question is that in the mission it seems to give a different reason. It says in the Pasuk that Soim Tasma Lechamelch, you should place a melech upon yourselves. What does it mean you should place the king upon yourselves? It means that the fear of the king should be upon you. And here the Gemara is saying that we learn from the Pasuk Melech, the Meforshim answer that without this Pasuk, I would say that Soimtas Malacha Malach Alecha refers to using the items of the king, sitting on his throne, riding on his horse using his scepter, his crown. So all those items are a chesorin in Tzorim Tassim Alech HaMelech. That's insubordination. So I would say that these other items listed in the Mishnah, seeing him naked or taking a haircut or going to the bathhouse, you're not using anything of the king. So maybe you're not over on Tzorim Tassim Alech HaMelech. Therefore, I bring the Pasuk, Melech B'yof Yosech HaZanei and in these situations of in the bathhouse, naked, taking a haircut, it's all items which are not beautiful for the king. So therefore, these items are also an act of insubordination. They also are included in Sarm Tas Malach Melch. Without this Pasuk, I would say they're not included. But since I have this Pasuk Melch Biafusekazanach, I say that someone who doesn't keep these items, he's also 
he doesn't have fear of the king. He's also not subordinating himself to the king. So this pasuk strengthens that it includes these items as well. Continues the Gemara. Rabchanina saw Gabi Rabchanina went up to see the Nasi Rabihuda and Nafik Gabi Rabihuda came out to greet him, Lavush and he was wearing his second rate, the second tier of clothing that he would wear. He did not come out wearing his top clothing of splendor. Omar Lay, so Rabbanina said to Rabbi Yudinasi, Chazor, go back into your house. And put on your finest clothing. Why? Because in many ways, a Nasi has a loch of a melech. And by a melech who just learned that people have to look at him in his glory and splendor. And therefore, do not come out with second-grade clothing, but come out with your first-rate clothing, your clothing of splendor, because Malach Nacho. A similar story with Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan saw the Gabi Rabbi Yudinesia. Rabbi Yochanan went up to Rabbi Yudinesia. Nafik Gabi Bechaluka the Kisni. He came out to greet Rabbi Yochanan with linen clothing. Omar Lay, Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Yudinesia, Chazor, go back, Ulevush Chalukhov de Amra. And wear clothing made out of wool, more expensive clothing. Why? The same posture, because we have to look at a Nasi who has a din in many respects like a Melech. He has to be seen in a very beautiful and glorious way. Me is like the word key. Kinafak, when he, Rabbi Yechen, went out from. Rabbi Yudin Nasiya Omar Lay, so he heard Nasi, Rabbi Yudin saying to his servant, I see Atama, bring me a bite to eat. And this was a language, says the Karbanainda, who Loshin Ha Onni Kishimavakishala Pesach, a Oni who's Maksralapsachim. He goes from house to house, that's his Loshin. Please, can you give me a bite to eat? That was not befitting. So um, Rabbi Yochanan told him how to speak the right way. Ask your servant, please bring me a loaf of bread. That is the proper way for a Nasi to speak to a servant. That on her tongue is a kind Torah, the Torah of kindness, explains the Korban Ha'eda, medaktek bolshoinai, ledaber loshin yafa v'noa, that a king should be careful, a nasi should be careful to speak in a nice and beautiful and pleasant manner, he should speak the right way. Saying to the servant, bring me a bite, is not for a nasi, ask him for a loaf of bread. Me nafik again me means like he keep nothing when he went out Rabbi Yochanan Chama Rabbi Chanina Bar Sisi he saw Rabbi Chanina Bar Sisi Mufatzeya kissed that he was chopping wood Omar Lay Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Chanina Bar Sisi 
This is not your honor for you, as the Pnei Moshe tells us over here, in the right-hand column, approximately 10 lines from the bottom. Hismanus Hadayonis, the um, appointing him as a Dayan. He was a Dayan. And uh, Rabbi Yochanan said to him, this is not a covet for you. The Korban Eida tells us that once a person is a parnas on a tzibur, it's also for him to do malacha in front of three people. Omar lay, so Rabbi Chanina Barsisi responded to Rabbi Yochanan, Uman Nevid, what should I do? Velesli man demisham sheni, I have no one to help me. No one is serving me, I have to do it myself. Omar lay, so Rabbi Yochanan responded to Rabbi Chanina Barsisi, in loy if you don't have someone who can help you, can serve you, then you should not have taken upon yourself the hismanis, the appointment of becoming a dayan, because the halach is a dayan cannot do such work in front of three people. It's a bizoyan to the dayan, and therefore you should not have accepted upon yourself the post of being a dayan.